0: This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse for free trial membership. This is Writing Excuses, Season 4, Episode 2, Heroism. Fifteen minutes long, because you're in a hurry. And we saved the world. (laughs) I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. I'm Superman. (laughs) No, wait, Uh, Spider-Man. Oh, all right. Um, (laughs) Spidey. James Bond. Red. No, blue. (laughs)
1: Um, all right, heroism. Let's. I want to define this first off, saying we're not talking about the classic hero in this. We're mm-hmm. not talking about the protagonist or the person. We're not talking who's the about the archetypical. Yeah, hero. archetypical hero. Not the. Um, we're not using the no, Greek no definition. No classical definitions. The yeah. idea is what makes someone heroic to the modern reader, listener, viewer, whatever. Yeah. What defines a hero to them? We're talking about the what makes you cheer yep. moments. Mm-hmm. What's the you know the what is it that will make you stand up and say yes. So let's, um, let's dig into it. What makes someone heroic to a modern
2: audience? I think one of the big ones is sacrifice. All right. Um, when somebody gives up something, you know, gives something of themselves in order to help other people, that is something that we love. That okay. That makes someone a hero. Why
0: do we love that? Um, Ooh. It's, a little bit like, it's a little bit like Christmas. Okay. Christmas is the day. Somebody dies. Christmas is. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the. Why can't we wow. be funny on the humor <laughs> podcast? Christmas is the day when you want to be when you get to be somebody you want to be all year round. Okay, a hero is the guy who does something, and you look at it and you honestly say. I would not have done that. I would have been too scared. I would have been too weak. I would have been too slow. But I wish that But I were. wish that I could have. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wish that I could have. All right. So we're talking
1: about, when we're defining what, what makes a character sympathetic, we're talking about just the one side of it that is the extremely capable the extremely competent, taken to the nth degree, that is, that is well, our. But it's hero, not even
0: it? necessarily extremely capable or extremely competent. It's yeah,
1: the... but you could. I'm I'm defining as capable or competent attribute that we want to have in so, that someone okay. has. it can be that they are willing to run into a burning building to grab a child who is in there screaming, yeah. mm-hmm. when no, most people wouldn't.
2: So, so for example, *Tale of Two Cities*, the guy who basically just gives his life. By, you know, so that two other people can, can be together and, and he dies in someone else's place. He's not showing a great skill, right. but he is competent in that he has the moral fortitude to right. make that decision. It's the
1: same way that, um, that, that Samwise Gamgee is super, uh, a superhero in that he has superheroic uh, of Loyalty. Right. He's very loyal. Um, so, all right, so it's because there's something we want, but sacrifices that. Something different, or is that just is that a subset of this is one thing that some, some people do that we would wish that we would do um, I think, it seems, I think like, sacrifice yeah. I think sacrifice is a subset I it's think, a subset, subset but it um, seems like it's, it's the big one when attached to heroes. We okay. love it when someone is willing to give risk everything in order to to accomplish whatever they want.
0: Well and I think sacrifice and risk are two different things. Yeah. I think the willingness to make the sacrifice, yeah. that they're taking the risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a news story from this, this last summer, uh, flooding. I can't remember the guy's name, I can't remember the exact story, but his father had drowned in a flood years earlier, and he's, you know, he walks out of the, the plant and the river is flooding, and there is somebody in the river drowning. And he yells at his co-workers, and he himself leads the charge out into the river. And the whole time he's doing it, he's remembering, this is how my dad died. He died in a flood and drowned. And the same thing could happen to me, but I can't stand by and watch this person drown. And it had a happy ending. Everybody lives. But I I could not watch that story without tearing up because he took that risk, Mm -hmm. and he faced a fear which had a very... uh, very visceral so, component for him. Yeah. seeing the fear seems like
1: another attribute of a hero that we can chalk up as mm-hmm. so they, they overcome something inside of themselves. We like that overcoming. In yeah. fact, Dan mentioned one of the other things before when we were talking about this podcast is persevering through trials. Yeah. He's, is a mark of a hero.
2: Um, John, John Brown and I uh, the the reason I I thought of this as a topic for podcast, John Brown and I were having this conversation recently. And what we kind of settled on was that uh, heroism depends ultimately on a decision and or a demonstration. Okay. You know, someone is persevering through trials. They're, They're demonstrating their, their fortitude and their endurance. They're making a decision that's very difficult, whether that's a decision to give something up, you know, to give up their own safety, to risk something. They're, Making hard decisions and demonstrating great skill or something. Okay.
1: And, and the third one we talked about maybe that you said was, what, work hard and earn a victory. Yeah. Well, then that's kind of almost like the one you mentioned, but, but define that one a little bit more for us. Let's do the definitions first, and we'll talk okay.
2: about how to use this. That things. one, um, I think, is, is what you see in a lot of uh, sports stories, uh, you know, which can break down into any genre of artist or skill. You know, somebody wants to play football and their father wants them to be a lawyer instead. But they stick with it and they practice really hard. And then the, it ends with the big game and all their hard work pays off and they win. There's
1: you know? a, um, there a whole subset uh, genre of fiction. And kind of the early days of fiction is right around the, the turn of the century, 1900. Um, I think the, the author of them was, was called Horatio Alger. Oh yeah, Horatio um, Alger Jr. Yep, the the entire story was was this: someone works really hard, and then their moment comes, and they get an extremely huge payoff for mm-hmm. working really hard It's something that's kind of working simple. really hard and being really friendly, yeah. being really friendly, being and, overly and trusting, yeah. And, um, but at yeah. the end of the end of the story I've studied the hashtag. I haven't read any of them. I studied them as an archetype. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it always would show up as something like, you know, the rich man's daughter falls in the river and this guy is able to go save the daughter or something like that. And these were enormously popular. They, mm-hmm. they were the best sellers of their day. Um, they haven't really stood the test of time because they were all essentially the, exactly the same story and they were very, very shallow in lots of other ways of he, storytelling. He wasn't well
0: edited either. Yeah. There were several of these where characters' names would change right. through the course of the book. But we can but, learn something from them. Yeah. I think that you can say, okay, this,
1: you know, doing only that is a bad idea for a story. Mm-hmm. And yet you can take an element of this and say, what, is, what was he doing? What does it say about humankind or at least our culture that we loved these so much during that era and how can we apply that in our fiction? And I've got to say, I love this. This is one of the main reasons why I read books and go to movies and things like this as I love to see the heroic payoff. Mm-hmm. Um, the best one in recent years has been Batman the Dark Knight, which is an element of sacrifice and persevering through, fi- um, through trials. It's where, you know, he makes this huge sacrifice at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, a sacrifice that's, that's even in many ways larger than death. It yeah. is sacrificing his good name, his reputation and all this so that the people can still can have hope. Yeah. Um, and that was a beautiful I mean, that's the sort of thing that makes me cheer. Um, and I love that. And so what we're going to do is we're going to break and Dan's going to give us um, a talk about a book that he loves on Audible. And then we are going to come back and we're going to try and dissect how to do this in our own fiction.
2: All right. My recommendation for uh, a book this week is uh, The Last Kingdom by Bernard Cornwell. It's the first book in his Saxon Tales series. Cornwell is one of my very favorite authors, and he writes almost exclusively heroic historicals. Um, uh, The Richard Sharp series about a a rifleman in the Napoleonic Wars is his big one. Uh, The Saxon Tales is about a a Saxon named Uhtred who helps Alfred the Great uh, basically establish England as a kingdom. And uh, it goes through, it's, uh, it's at present, I believe, four books long. Um, and it's just really great. Um, goes through several battles, explains a lot of heroism, a lot of, you know, delicious historical details. Um, and if you've never read a Bernard Cornwell book, do yourself a favor and pick this one up. It's my favorite of his series.
1: All right. Audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. All right. So how do we do it? how can we use this in our fiction without turning into racial algebra where it's just obvious mm-hmm. um yet we want how can we write stories where people will stand up and cheer?
2: um well we, we talked to, uh, before about decision and i think that making sure to include that decision right. is important yeah. but also knowing where to include it okay when you're in, d- dealing with a story about perseverance you know that kind of heroic moment comes at the end and that that guy who's persevering through trials typically doesn't make any really difficult moral decisions at any point along the way, right. you know? His choices are made at the beginning rather right. than the end. I am going to do this no matter what it takes. I am going to train harder than anyone else yeah. and succeed. He makes a
1: decision then, but a lot of people in the kind of the different sort of style, the, um, the, the Dark Knight archetype, so to speak, mm-hmm. they make the decision at the end. Exactly. What decision they can make, they come to a very important moment where they have to decide, you know, and, and in that case, they've got their kind of,
0: heroic flaw that they're you've working against. You've got to against. set that you've got to set that up so that if if the character has made the decision, you know, at the beginning of the book mm-hmm. to, you know, train hard and be the best. Yeah. We have to have crises of faith right throughout mm-hmm. the course of the book showing that uh, Showing that, you know, the guy really did have the intestinal fortitude to, to stick yeah. with this. Or that the guy really did, you know, right. fail. And maybe failed several times and at the end picked himself back up mm-hmm. and okay I and think squeaked
1: by. That might be the most important thing to remember is that this great moment is held up by iron girders underneath it. And yeah. the iron girders are your foreshadowing, specifically your reader expectation and, and anticipation. It works because of the anticipation. Mm-hmm. It works because of the, um, the length of time spent nearly failing. You have to be able to convince the reader for, uh, that they're going to fail. For yeah. a moment, the reader has to think, oh, they might fail. Even though they know, you know there's a whole range of these where they may actually be, able, be thinking it. Um, and that's where um, books in the heroic genre happen. This is David Gemmell and things like this, where sometimes the heroes do fail. Um, they're usually heroic. They usually succeed in some way, but sometimes mm-hmm. they die. Sometimes they, and so you're hoping that they won't in this instance. And when they yeah. don't, you you cheer. So having it happen that it fit, they fail sometimes is a way, or at least they
0: die sometimes, is a way to to get to get around this. But the other thing that you can do to prop it up is to. You you establish that the hero, the the things that the the reader sees as the hero's strengths, um, are just not going to be enough to carry the day. Okay, and you you yeah. make that pretty clear. But you lay down in the groundwork some character attributes that the hero has that may appear to be unrelated, that you know may have come up in you know humorous moments or you yeah. know ancillary moments in the book, and then those prove to be something that the hero can draw on. Uh, in order to save the day i actually use that a lot in schlock mercenary where my readers expect the good guys to win mm-hmm. there really isn't a huge threat level there what i'm trying to do is keep them guessing as to you know just how are the heroes going to be able to pull this off right and you build that anticipation and mm-hmm. i build it's that it's going to be great when it happens yeah
1: um, well, you hang a lot of guns on the wall you hang hundreds of them and then everyone knows they are going to get shot
2: at once and it's yeah. going to be beautiful <laughs> um <laughs> And in a recent storyline, you know, you you actually killed a lot of characters, which is a way of making sure people know that there's actual danger there and right. that failure is a possibility in yeah. your world.
1: Now, um, I do think that we, that when we experience fiction in our culture, it's not this way in all cultures, but in our culture there is a a suspension of disbelief that happens, not just with what's happening in the picture, there's a suspension of disbelief that the heroes are going to fail. When we watch a Spider-Man movie, a a superhero movie, we go in, there is no way that these are the types of movies generally, you know, you know ahead of time, the hero's not going to fail. And Mm -hmm. yet we suspend our disbelief. We go in and we say, for a moment, we're allowing ourselves to believe that he could fail or Mm -hmm. that she could fail, that this could turn out all wrong when the rest of our mind knows that's impossible and so i think inspiring that in readers and um and this is why it's so dangerous to
0: break the fourth wall um and this is why as soon as you break the as soon as you break the fourth wall the the reader remembers yeah oh yeah this is just a story good guys are gonna win meh But
1: it's also why it's a bad idea to to do that near breaking the fourth wall, which is the hero bragging or the hero saying, oh, you knew we weren't going to fail all along. We, you know, anytime Mm -hmm. you're pointing out your self-referencing like that, you're ending up with a big problem um, because you're ruining the reader's ability to suspend their disbelief that the heroes are going to fail.
0: Yeah. Um, And this is... uh, Unless, you know, you you take a hero and you, you have him boast like that and then you have him fail right well i mean you can you that's you yeah. know if you you want a genre bend a little bit um They're, yeah but what, what i'm work. saying is you've got to
1: pay attention to not letting your readers don't kick them yeah. out don't make yeah. them say oh that's right this is a story where the heroes are never going to fail mm-hmm. um and there should be some cost incurred in most fiction um not all the time with you know like some yeah. of these superhumans. but for for our listeners i'd say think about what is the cost going to be um, it, and we've talked about setting up, um, sacrifice and even if the heroes win, allowing there to be some sacrifice for them, mm-hmm. some cost to them will
2: allow the
1: heroism to shine in my mm-hmm. opinion.
2: Yeah. Um, A great example of this is the two, uh, the first two Spider-Man movies where, uh, I, I thought the first one didn't work as well in some ways because, you know, the villain posed this horrible choice you know, save your girlfriend or save this trolley car. And he was able to save them both. And there wasn't really a cost there, at Mm -hmm. least for me. Whereas in the second one, the most powerful scene of that entire movie for me was where uh, he saves this train, an elevated train. um, And in doing so, almost killed himself, lost his secret identity um, for, for a select group of people. There was an immense cost for that. It was very grueling. But because of that, it was incredibly heroic.
0: Yeah that is one of my favorite scenes yeah. in any
2: superhero yeah, movie right
0: I think that's that's tops on the list so let them sacrifice something don't protect them from everything allow them to sacrifice something you know at risk of at risk of waxing philosophical late in the cast i think that the reason we enjoy these stories where a sacrifice is made and the payoff is much higher uh then you know going back to Horatio Alger, you know fishing the the girl out of the river and finding yeah. out she 's the daughter of the rich man and becoming rich yourself. I think the reason we enjoy these is because, as human beings, we are wired for altruism, and we want to believe that sacrifices will be paid off uh, bigger than you know maybe in reality they would be. And we want that because that's what makes us do these sorts of right. things. I mean, the entire mm-hmm. heroic genre is about one person being able to make a difference. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think maybe we can solidify the cast into just that concept. It's the American dream. Whether, whatever you think of it, our heroic notions are tied to one person being able to do incredible things against lots of adversity, even though it costs them something.
0: Yeah. Well, it's not just an American dream.
2: That, yeah, but so. that's, I mean, yeah. that's the capitalized... You know, yeah. the, Not capitalism. Yeah, the the nation that invented cowboys and superheroes. Right. Vigilante
1: cowboys and vigilante superheroes. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. All right. Uh, We are out of time. Uh, Dan, do you want to give us a writing prompt this time?
2: Uh, Yes. I want you to uh, write write a scene in which a character makes a noble sacrifice and is not rewarded for it. All right. This has been Writing Excuses. You're out of excuses. No. I say, oh. these marshmallow crackers are the mess.
3: If you aren't familiar with *Locus* magazine, they're a long-standing and respected website, magazine archive, and resource for science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Basically, they're the industry magazine for our genre. They also run the annual *Locus* Awards, a top-tier award that recognizes new, diverse, and excellent voices in speculative fiction.